Welcome to Vitalnomics, the Church Vitality Podcast, a digital arm of the Church Vitality Network. I'm your host, Gary Moritz, and joining me will be today's voices in church revitalization and renewal. This is a place to find spiritual health, active leadership, and finding legacy over longevity. No matter where you are on the revitalization journey, God is writing your story through His church. He's called you to do it. So whatever you do, don't quit. Reach out and keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. If you find this episode helpful, share it. If you have some helpful insights on revitalization, let's share them on the show. Now, let's get into today's topic. All right, we are into a new episode of Vitalnomics, and today I have a special guest, and you'll hear more of him on the show. It is Matt Eaton, who is my worship media digital and a bunch of other things, pastor. What's going on, Matt? Not much. Fill in the blank, pastor. That's, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I think a lot of pastors feel that way, like filling in the blank. Like, we do so much, and we really don't have a job description. We're just trying to describe what we do. Correct. Like, what do you do? Uh, let me get back to you on that. <laughs> well, man, I, I'm glad that you're on here. I wanted us to talk about... Um, a concept that I think is familiar with a lot of people, but I don't think we talk about it enough, and that is critical mass. Yeah. Um, dealing with, you know, when you walk into a room, you know, does it feel full or empty, and what does that feel like to first-time guests? Absolutely. I mean, you, <laughs> you, you and I both are familiar with the concept of walking into a room that can seat, you know, 1,000, 2,000 people and seeing, you know, 100, 200 people, and it's... yeah regardless of if it's a church situation or not, it gives you a weird feeling when you walk in. Yeah, you feel like you're not supposed to be there. Like Correct. you weren't invited to the birthday party, but you showed up anyway. Correct. Like, am, I in that, am I in the right room? Yeah. What's it's, going on? It's, it's awkward. Yeah. Well, there's been so many shifting trends now. I mean, you, you think about where COVID took churches and those churches that were 65 and under had a really tough time uh, pivoting, had a tough time kind of navigating, and they were challenged through many different things from technology to um, just figuring out, okay, how are we going to meet? And then not having a large amount of people showing up. And then now you kind of fast forward into this realm where we're at now, where Lifeway, you know, just did a recent study and and has basically told us that, um, you know, under 50 people now in attendance, that makes up of 31% of all, all churches and then, yeah, it's it's nuts. And then and then if you're a church of 250, you make up eight percent of wow. churches. And 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 that's a that's a question where I'm kind of like, okay, well, how does that church handle critical mass? I mean, yeah, like you said, we we dealt with this when we first started, big time. We had a room that could seat what 800 to a thousand. Yeah, and wide room. Yeah, really and, wide. And how many like people? An, like an ice box. It was you know. Super high ceiling. Um, it was a gymnasium, basically, with right. carpet. Right. And uh, how many people did we have on average? Uh, it was less, less than 70. That's crazy. Yeah. It and, felt- and yet, the people that were coming, I mean, sure, it was weird. And we thought, man, it would be nice if we had more people. But we didn't think anything of it. And right. I think that's, that's why it's important that you're talking about this. Because too many people are going to be like, oh, they're worrying about other problems. Yeah. Not that those problems are, you know, not important, but this is an important problem because yeah. you don't want somebody walking into your church feeling awkward from the moment that they get in. Right. Awkward is not 
a word that we want to associate with guests, mm. people walking into church big no. time. Yeah, absolutely. It, and so like the, the shifts and the trends have, have changed, um, you know, going back to when we were dealing with that. I mean, that was obviously, you know, in 2013 and yeah. you know, we were dealing with revitalization and nobody was really talking about it. I can only think of one or two people that were actually addressing revitalization. That wasn't the popular thing Correct. to yeah. address. So we were trying to figure things out as, as we went along. And, and now you fast forward to where we're at now. And, and it seems crazy that, you know, this percentage of only 50 in attendance make up 31%. What's interesting is when we were back in 2013, we were talking about what would it look like if we just broke the 200 barrier. Right. And that was like a big deal, like 200 people. It was like, wow, if we got to 200, that would be like amazing. Right. Um, and it seems so long away. But yeah. now dealing with where churches are at now with the average worship attendance is 65 people sure. in America, I still think they can get past the 200 barrier. It's just going to take a lot more effort. Yeah. But while they do that, they're going to have to build a culture and atmosphere of critical mass that it feels like there's something happening. God, God's moving in some way. Something that you and I have talked about before is that God rarely blesses or gives abundance where you're not prepared for it. Yeah. Just to see different people in the Bible and different pastors, you know, even in recent times who have trusted God and then moved on that trust and faith in God. You know, we have a story here of we had a building and we wanted to see God move in that building. Mm. And yet he didn't move until you said, all right, staff work day, let's go in there and clean it out and get ready for what God's going to do. Yeah. And then what was it a week, two, three weeks later? Yeah. Boom. God moved. Yeah. And so God's not going to move if you're not ready. Mm. And one of the things that you and I have focused on a lot over the past couple of years is always acting like a church in the next bracket up. That's right. Yeah, think, thinking wavelength, really, really important. And, and we call that the, the law of spiritual readiness is what Correct. we're talking about. And like, if you're not ready, God's not going to show up. If, not, you, if you're no. just going to kind of just go through the motions and say, yep. well, this is who we are. We're always going to be this small. You're going to stay that small because God is not going to entrust the next level to you if you're not prepared and prayed up and ready for it. So it's definitely a thinking wavelength. Yeah, exactly. I also think about with with concepts of, of critical mass, the you know, it's very much a psychological, and you kind of alluded to it, it's, it's very psychological and it's also sociological. Uh, when you walk into a room and it feels empty, you literally feel like, wow, like, should I have even come? Like, right. there's that inner gut feeling where you're Correct. like, I don't feel like I fit in. Correct. And it's, it's, like, it's like when you walk into a hotel in the middle of the night and nobody's at the desk. You're like, are they open? Yeah. I, Did somebody die? There. It's scary. It's terrifying. And imagine that. But add the spiritual aspect to it where somebody is stepping out on a limb, and especially these days and especially in New England, people are Mm -hmm. stepping out on a limb when they walk into a church for the first time. Um, And so to have that critical mass where there's actually people in the room, to have the feeling of, hey, we are so glad you're here and we planned for you to be here. Yeah, that's good. We've covered all our bases just like what's the what's the hotel brand that had the cookies out you know it's like we got a cookie yeah. for you yeah here's some coffee over here yep. I know we don't have the breakfast ready but here's some coffee here's the key to your room that person behind the desk is fully ready to make sure that you're completely satisfied with your visit right and yep. you're not gonna second guess if everything has been planned for and there are people doing their jobs and that is a big part 
of contributing to that critical mass. So when we're thinking about critical mass, the concept of the smaller church um, is going to struggle with critical mass because it's probably the same room that they've been meeting in um, the same Sunday. The seats are set up the same way. The people sit in the same seats. And most of the time, those churches don't have first or second time guests walking in. Right. And, and it's as long as they see the familiar face, they, they kind of think they're okay. And that's more of an assimilation talk, and we can deal with that yeah. um, in another podcast. But when dealing with critical mass, I, I really think the percentages are important. When a person says, like, hey, my church, my church isn't growing um, for critical mass, normally I, I tend to say, okay, well, why? why? Why isn't your church growing for critical mass? And usually it's an evangelism problem. Yeah. And, and I believe churches that, that are 65 and want to get past 100, I believe 100%, and it's, a, it's an evangelism problem. They, yeah. they need to get out and invest in inviting people. Yeah. But when you're dealing with critical mass, why don't we talk about some of the ways that maybe that we, because we still adjust to critical mass, even in our gatherings, like right. we, we adjust constantly and, and it's by the two, uh, you know, um, I guess it would be three words, pipe and drape. That's three, right? Pipe and drape, P and D. Yeah. Um, it's funny you say, you talk about critical mass and in, you know, critical mass is a concept that we're talking about in the church world, but it also applies to business. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I was looking it up because we've talked about it, but I haven't fully looked it up. And in business, it's the amount of users or the amount of investors required to, to move on its own for a business. So a business mm-hmm. can't achieve critical mass until it can function on its own without outside help. Mm-hmm. Um, and in physics, where the term actually comes from, I'm not going to get super into it because um, – I taught a long time ago and I taught science a really long time ago. So, but it has to do with a radioactive substance reaching the point where it can sustain a chain reaction. Mm -hmm. And what I thought was interesting, and I already knew that, and it has to do with nuclear explosions and blah, blah, blah. One of the cool things about it is that critical mass is achieved because of the balance between how many neutrons are escaping Mm versus how many neutrons are actually being created within the substance. So You've lost like half our listeners. I know, but what it yeah. made me think of was how many churches are just transferring the neutrons yeah, as opposed to creating new neutrons. That's right. And in our context, that would be creating new disciples, which is what you said. It's an yeah. evangelism problem. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing during the week to push people in your area to think I need to go check this church out, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, and, and the concept of, Oh, well, if, if they need God, they'll come. And that's just not the case anymore. Even if you're the only church within a hundred square miles, it's not going to happen. So what are you doing during the week to push people to come so that you're creating those new disciples who are then going to have that passion that we always know new disciples have mm. to then go and get their friends and family and bring them in. And you're not reliant on transfer growth from mm. other churches because those don't stick. Yeah. We know that. They just don't stick. Um, that's not how you grow your church. And so when we're looking at pipe and drape, we we have three gatherings a week, mm-hmm. right? We meet on Thursday night. We meet on Sunday morning two times. Mm-hmm. Those gatherings are not equal. No, they're not. Not even close. And how right now we have enough seats. We have 250-something seats. Yeah. And, um, in our, 
auditorium. Thursday night, that ain't happening. Right. So we use pipe and drape yep. to make the room seem smaller. Yep. Down to, I think, 120 chairs. Yep. And even that's kind of big. Uh-huh. But, you know, again, with the way we have things set up, we do have to make some concessions. It would be ideal if we could get that down to 50. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. And there are probably some ways that we could do that using mm-hmm. some more pipe and drape. You know, we we just had our Tuesday night Thanksgiving Eve Eve. Mm-hmm. And that space of a hundred and I don't know, 30 chairs was almost full. Mm -hmm. I think we had 130 chairs and I think we had 118 people. Maybe Mm -hmm. it was 140 chairs, but it felt really full, didn't it? Mm -hmm. And it's the room felt alive when we sang songs. You could hear people singing the proximity of people. It felt, it just felt so much different than if we had kept our curtains put away and we had had 118 people in a space for 250. Right. Where would most of those people have sat? Yeah. In yeah. the back. Yeah, and it's and it's adjusting it's adjusting the room for the Correct. for the gathering you're going to have. And so like most people will not come out for like say a Thanksgiving Eve Eve gathering right. and it would be like more of your churchy people that would Correct. come out. Um not your seeker or not your unchurched person. Now what's crazy is because of the way that we marketed it though we did have new people come. Oh yeah, of course. And, yeah. and, and they saw that feeling of closeness and family mm-hmm. and that critical mass. And they went, Oh man, this church right. really cares. And while it was a very different format from what we would do on a weekend, it still felt so good. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's so crucial because to, let's say for instance, during music, right? Most churches are going to do music on a weekend. You're going to play music regardless of what you're doing. You've got an organ, you've got a band, you've got a choir, doesn't matter. If there's not enough people in the space filling it with their voices and with their presence, it feels fake and disingenuous and people are wondering, why are they even doing this? Mm -hmm. So if people have to wonder why you're doing what you're doing on a weekend Mm -hmm. in a negative way, you've got to make some adjustments. Yeah. So you mentioned two two different things happening here. Um, one was percentages. That was the last thing you were talking about, percentages of people in the room. And then also um, the concept of momentum. Momentum with the idea of having critical mass. So I've always taught the larger the mass, right? This kind of goes back to physics again, yeah. right? The larger the mass of people at the birth of anything, the birth of a church or the birth of a gathering, uh, the faster the growth in general, like your Correct. revitalization will be like your yes. vitality in the room. Yep. And so, you you know, churches that are smaller, the critical mass is kind of amoral, if you will. It, yeah. it moves it moves with the situations. And so when you're talking about a room, it's important your percentages, you know, if you're in a room and the room is like, say like zero, which is not good, that's probably just you, right? So Correct. like zero to 25%, it feels like uncomfortable, feels empty. Right. And Correct. and it doesn't feel like you have any critical mass. It feels it feels bad. Right. And uh, it just feels bad. And it feels like, yeah, we're, we're not growing and we're probably not going to come back. Yeah. And then when you get to like your your 20 to 50 percent, it feels comfortable, but it still feels empty. Yeah. But it's not it's uncomfortable. Awkward. It's it's just awkward. Right. And And it has critical mass and there's lots of seats available, but it doesn't have enough mass to drive energy Correct. in the room. And so that that feels empty. And then when you get to your your 50 to 75 percent, that's usually where it feels full yeah. and it feels comfortable. It, it It's a. Uh, 
it's enough room for newcomers to find a seat, yeah. um, to sit down, and it feels good. Then when you get to like 75 to 100%, it just feels uncomfortable. And it's uncomfortable, full. yeah. Yeah, it, it's just like way too full. Newcomers come, but they're not going to stay because they're you know, probably Correct. smelling some guy's underarm. Yeah. Uh, it's just way, way too close. And so the percentage of creating a room space that I would say is is within that 50 to 75%, that's where you want to sit right. um, at all times. And so if you're, you know, if you have your room and you're like, no, we're just going to max it out to a hundred, yeah. it, it's not going to feel good. I mean, we just did this vitality conference yeah. and, and we were, you know, we were way past busting that, at the seams. Yeah. It and it nuts. was uncomfortable. Yeah. It was, it, I, I mean, honestly, it, it was, everybody's like, we had a great time, but for me personally, oh, yeah. it was just way uncomfortable and people were on top of each other. It was, I, I couldn't even walk through. I was trying to walk to the tech desk to make sure that something was set and I was stepping over feet and legs and it was there were yeah. people sitting on the floor and granted yeah. that was one day yeah if it had been a more than one day event there's no way we could yeah. make it happen people yeah. would have gone oh, i don't want to i don't want to go for the main session there's i'm or they're going to be there three hours early to save a seat right yeah. just awkward yeah and and so for that church that's 65 you know like i've challenged some churches in new england you know they have smaller budgets yeah um, they have small amounts of people coming up but yet, even if their church has 25 people yeah. and they're meeting in a, in, a, in a room that seats 75 people, it feels awkward and yeah. empty and cold. And so I challenge those churches, hey, is there a room in the church where you can just set up yeah. and do church in there um, and then grow into that space over time? And, and churches that decide to do it, it works. And churches yeah. that don't, they, they're still miserable. Yeah. There's a church in, in the town I live in that's that we both know the pastor to, and he just showed up, and he's building it back up from nothing. And they have this gorgeous space to, to meet in where there's the pulpit, and there's the stage, and there's the organ, and there's the beautiful wooden pews, and it's just so beautiful. And it would be amazing if he could get the people in there, but he's just building it back up. So does he right. meet in that room? No. He meets downstairs, not in a basement, but it's on the floor level, and he meets in there where he has a nice space. With the chair spaced out, he can probably fit, I don't know, 60 people in there. And mm -hmm. he's having about 20 to 25, which yeah. is right in that space that you, yeah. that sweet spot that you want to yeah. be in. Yeah. And and so it's like, it's it's the constant adapting and adjusting. Correct. And, and as churches move ahead in the future, and we, we have this, this concept of people necessarily maybe not showing up in the church. I mean, at least in New England, it's not popular to go to church, although people right. will go to church. Not every week. Not every week. Yeah. <laughs> and that, and that's across America too. But but in general, you know, the, the average worship service attendance is 65. And so, so crazy. So it's like looking at that saying, okay, how do we create that critical mass using pipe and drape, using a yeah. feeling of people feel accepted and wanted there where people's names and needs are known for the pastor uh, the the senior or lead pastor they can handle sixty five people. Absolutely. When, when pastoral care gets beyond a hundred people, it's impossible to care for people at that yeah. point. Um, you need other leaders and stuff. And so I would I would definitely challenge churches in general with with critical mass to really think through. Okay, how can we set up for the weekend? for it to be successful, for it to be within that 50 to 75% yeah. comfortable range. And how do we engage people to feel like they're wanted and needed? And there's a, Correct. there's a space for a face. So to if speak. they show up 
and it doesn't even look like you wanted them to show up and or you're too desperate and and you're that's <laughs> you know, awkward yeah like the like the like the crazy uh the 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 crazy friend right i'm so glad you're here you want to come look at my baseball cards you know it's yeah. just you can't right. <laughs> you can't be that either so there's that fine balance and the other thing i saw when i was looking at the correlation between what physics calls critical mass and what we're calling it is density the more dense that the object will get or the substance will get, the quicker it will reach critical mass. And Mm -hmm. density is about tightening things up, Mm -hmm. right? And about a lot of mass in a small space. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we're, you're talking about weekend attendance, which is something that we also don't want to focus too much on, but at the same time, you're not going to grow what, what's the average right now for a person to attend church in America? Is it one in every four weeks? That, like a yeah. regular churchgoer, one time, the average yeah, is one once time a month. month. Mm-hmm. So you're, you may have three, four times the amount of people showing up on a weekend as part of your church. You know, If I were to pull up how many people were in our database right now, that many people are not showing up on a weekend. That's right. It's yep. not happening. So the density is important, using pipe and drape. Even the way that you do your tech, you know, having, having um, a, a space for... 10 people, 10, 25 people, and having an overwhelming amount of, of tech or space between you and the tech in, for instance, like speakers or screens, the way that you mix the room needs to be different. Because if you make it seem like this huge cavernous feel right? and there's 10 people in the room, they're going to go, um, I feel like this is overkill. Yeah. You know? Right. And so knowing your, I don't want to call it knowing your audience, but knowing what you're expecting. Yeah. And then just working toward that. And, you know, when we started this, how much budget did we have? We had zero budget. We had zero budget. We worked yeah. with what we had. We worked with what was donated mm-hmm. and and we made it work and we did our best and we, we call that excellence, right? Mm-hmm. And I think regardless of the size of a hotel, say you go to a hotel and you get an amazing experience from the staff and it's a massive Hilton or... You go to a bed and breakfast or in our, you know, in the case of the modern day, the Airbnb and the host is welcoming and they have everything laid out for you mm. and they're quick to communicate with you when you need it. You're absolutely going to give them a five star review and go again and tell your friends because regardless of the size, the experience was what you expected. Right. Mm. Or it went above your expectations. So like you said, this is an amoral situation. The numbers will change. Right. And what you did to reach 100 is not going to be what you do to reach 250 or 500. Right. Correct. It's not going to be the same thing. Yeah. And and I think with the shifts of churches being smaller, I think people desire more community than ever before. Absolutely. Um, more than being in a big room with a large crowd and a band blasting music. Like, it's beyond that. I think people right now desire God's presence over polished yeah, especially and, the younger generation. Yeah, yeah, and so so critical mass. I, I, you know, not just dealing with bodies in the room, but dealing with the person that needs to be in the room and the person of God. Correct. I, I think that's huge. I've been to churches where everything is amazing, like they could, yeah. you know, win Grammy awards, but I don't feel God's presence in the room. And I, I really think it comes down to critical mass. Uh, really has huge effect when people are being authentic, transparent, and expecting God to transform their lives, yeah. and they're meeting in a small small space. And you can have 20 people. Um, I've been to house churches in overseas where there's you know only like 10 believers, but I feel like I was in a room of a thousand people because the presence of God was there. Yeah. And so I, I think um, th- that's, that's really, really important when dealing with it. And so for that pastor that's struggling, 
right now in New England because they don't have maybe a large space to meet in. You know, I would just challenge you as you listen to to ask for God's presence to be in the room with you. More and space, when, more problems. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. It's, it's I mean, more overhead. <laughs> you and I sometime it was like, man, I really wish we just had a small space. Yeah, <laughs> because then it's again so many fewer problems. But and and the bigger space, the more volunteers you need, mm-hmm. and the more you know, we we have to think about a seating team. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like, right. uh, you know, the original concept of the usher was to usher people to their seat. Right. And so we sometimes we have to have that. And I'm, I'll be on stage leading a song and I'll see that there's people who need to find a seat and I'll see that there's a spot, but it's on the far other side of the space. Right. And I'll go, oh, man. And I'll kind of look at somebody who I know is kind of tuned in with me and I'll kind of look at them and look over yeah, as you're playing guitar, by as the way. I play guitar. Yeah, and so this is in my mind and I'm, I'm thinking those people need a space and it's over here, you know? And so, and I've had to, I Tuesday night, somebody showed up late and it was packed mm. and they had, it was a family of four people to it. Like I'm a worship leader. I know things. I know things I can see. Well, the funny thing, this is off topic, but the funny thing is when I look somewhere on stage while I'm leading worship, everybody in the room looks there. If I linger more than three seconds. So I have to be very careful not to yeah. linger on any one person because everybody goes, oh, what's what's he looking at? Um, but even Tuesday night, yeah, somebody showed up and I don't know, 20 minutes late and two adults, two kids. Yeah. And there was no space for them except yeah. for in the front, on the side. And I said, I'm so glad you're here. Come here. Yeah, I've got a space for you. And I didn't even give them a choice. I said, you're coming up this way. If you want to sit, you're going this way. And they're like, oh, it's in the front. I was like, it's OK. It's super chill. <laughs> Nobody's going to notice you. It's fine. And we went up there and they sat and they loved it. Right. And the Mm. kids loved it. And so, but I was looking for that. Right. Mm. I was in the back because I was having a coughing attack. I couldn't be in the gathering because I couldn't stop coughing. So, but I was there ready because the connect team had sat down at that point because it was far enough in. We're like, nobody else is going to show up. Somebody showed up. I'm very glad I was back there. Now, if I hadn't gotten them, my wife would have because she was next in line. She was back there watching for people, but we found them. We got them where they needed to go. So even though we were at, I don't know, what, 85% capacity, Mm. we still found a spot for them. If I had not been able to find them a spot, I would have grabbed extra chairs. And it would have been uncomfortable. But next time we do our Tuesday night Thanksgiving gathering, we're going to make more space. We're not going to make that same mistake again. So these are week-to-week changes, but also they are year-to-year changes. Mm -hmm. You know, it's important. You mentioned community. And I think that has to do with that density mm-hmm. concept. If somebody just comes in on a week and and they're greeted and we care about them and we say, we hope you come again, but then we never try to connect them with a group of people in their age and stage, they're not going to feel like they belonged. Mm-hmm. You know, making them a part of something, inviting them to what we call our open house, which is almost like a membership class where you get to find out more. Say, hey, you know, here's the next thing that you can do so that it's not just about showing up on the weekends Mm. because sometimes I don't know how you feel about this. Sometimes when all we talk about is attendance, I feel a little bit petty and like when you have to talk about money, you're like, "Eh, I don't want to talk about money, but it's important. Mm -hmm. Right. And if we care about people coming to Jesus, then we have to care about attendance on Sundays. It has Mm -hmm. to matter. So how do we, how do we make sure that the church, the church concept is weird because your people start off as your customer but then they kind of become your product and then they turn into employees. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at it in a business sense, because you're, you're going to find 
the unsaved. Then you want to turn them into a disciple, which is your product, right? What are we supposed to do as a church? Make disciples. Mm -hmm. But then those disciples in the definition of a disciple is that they should then be going and making disciples. So they become your employee. Right. So it's a weird mindset shift that I feel like you and I are just constantly having to cycle through so that there's big things, big decisions. Those things don't change at all. Mm -hmm. Right. Doctrine. You know, some things that we have set rules for ourselves that have created our culture, those things don't change. There's things that change very infrequently, you know, maybe the way that you just run a weekend for the time being Mm -hmm. with your size. Maybe, you know, the door you use to get in, the room you use, right? The way that everything is mixed. And then there's tiny things that you can change week in and week out. You know, proximity, I believe, is uh, directly related to connectivity. And so when somebody is That's tweetable. Yeah, that is. I just made that up as you were talking. That's good. Um, I'm gonna write that so, down. So, so when you're when you're in proximity with somebody and you're talking with them, you're gonna have a connectivity, which is gonna cause you to follow up, possibly stay connected with that person. And so that's something that I really try to drop seeds into people. Hey, make sure you connect with somebody you don't know yeah. at a gathering and connect with them personally. Give them your personal number. Don't give them my email as the pastor because chances are I, I it's going to take me a while to get back with them yeah. and uh, a long time to book coffee with them. So you connect with them. And so all of that plays a role. We, we kind of drifted a little bit in the conversation talking about assimilation and evangelism, stuff like that. But, but critical mass, I think, for moving ahead, uh, especially in the coming years, is going to have to be a, a critical thinking of shifting mm. and being adaptable to what God is bringing through your doors, or even in, if you're doing house church in, in your mm. house. That's going to be very, very important. Biggest takeaway I would say from this is if you want vitality, ask God to be part of your gatherings. Ask Him to be in the presence within your critical mass, no matter what size you are. Yeah. Because if you ask God to show up, God will show up in a big way. And then as you go out and as you reach people, God's going to grow your church and you'll move past any barrier that you think is impossible. Exactly. Yeah. So thanks um, so much for, for listening to this. I don't know. Is this a conversation or a ramble? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's a big concept that can be talked about rather quickly because yeah. like you said, it breaks down into smaller things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go read a physics book. I think after yeah. this. Um, to brush up. Well, listen, thanks so much for joining us and being part of this conversation, if you will. Maybe you have questions or you just want to ask more questions, just go on and email us and uh, we'll be more than happy to reach back out to you. So thanks so much. And until next time, we'll talk to you soon.